Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, thanks for joining us this morning for a Wednesday edition of On The Pace here on Sky Sports Radio. It is, of course, the biggest week in harness racing as we lead up to the Inter-Dominion to be run on Saturday night. Of course, the Paces and the Trotters Grand Finals to be staged at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. And we've got the full fields for the entirety of the meeting now confirmed. The last time we had On The Pace on Monday morning, we knew the final field, but we didn't know the barrier draws. They were conducted on Monday evening at the Menangle Country Club. And whilst we have a little bit of time up our sleeve, I'll run through them both. Firstly, the trotting uh, grand final. It'll be race number five on the card. Over the 3,009 metres to be run at 8.45. Just Believe one, Majestic Man two, Aldebaran Crescent is a first emergency and three, Tough Monarch four, Caligula five, Marylaw six, Pinkalar seven, Humble Lad out of the draw and eight. And on the second row, Illawong Stardust nine, Lotta Muscle ten, Co-Valley Chief 11, the Penny Drops 12, one Magic Kenny is a second emergency. And we'll wear the 13 saddlecloth should it be required and the 14 the outside of the second row for timothy red in the paces division which will be race number seven at 10 p.m expensive ego comes up with the ace draw mac dan is the second emergency and has the two malcolm's rhythm three triple eight four spirit of st louis five majestic cruises six alongside bonsell benjamin in seven the black prince is the second emergency and in eight ultra orlando the inside of the second row nine max delight ten King of Swing 11, Balraj 12, Our Uncle Sam 13 and Bundoran will start from the outside of the second row in 14. So should the emergencies not be required, we'll have the, I guess, different occurrence of six across the front and six across the second row at Menangle on Saturday evening for the Pacers into Dominion. Alongside that, there'll be the consolation for the Pacers, also a trotting free-for-all. The Carousel is a really, really good race as well as a junior driver's race. Uh, and also the JC Caffin plate. So it's going to be a sensational night of racing and the build-up continues over the next few days. Let's chat to Greg Sugars this morning here on On The Pace. Of course, he has key drives in both the Paces and the Trotters division and hopefully he can give us a little bit of insight into both of those as well as another strong book of drives in terms of the undercard races as well. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks, Brittany. Must be exciting leading into Saturday night. And the series so far, from your drive's perspective, from the outside looking in, seems to have gone faultlessly. Yeah, that's right. No, we've had a bit of luck on our way through. So um, everything's pretty much gone to plan and probably as good as what we could have hoped for up until this point. So, um, yeah, only a few days to go now. So fingers crossed uh, we can continue on in that fashion. Let's have a chat about Triple Eight first. He's been I guess in the virtuous position of having some pretty good draws for his style of racing so far through the heats but in saying that he struck some pretty strong races along the way as well how is he how's he come through that uh, pretty grueling eight days or so yeah really well couldn't be happy with the way he's come through the uh the three runs in um in a week uh yeah as you say very lucky with barrier draws really through the heats he's had three peg line runs um, and although that you know they may have appeared to have soft trips, um, sort of on face value, each run was sort of pretty solid. So um, yeah, really pleasing the way he's he's come through it. And uh, yeah, he's, he's trained on super actually, and it's uh, taken no ill effect from the racing. He looks looks great this morning. Gave him a little bit of a hit out this morning, and uh, couldn't be happier with him really. 
What do you do with a horse like him three days or so out, out from an Inter-Dominion when he's had hard runs? Because two of those efforts, he chased home track record performances. Yeah, not a lot, really. Um, obviously, if he's not uh, hard and fit now, he never will be. Um, so basically, just have to do enough, just keep him ticking along and keep him feeling good. And he just went out today and uh, had a bit of a canter for a mile and a half um, and a jog down. And yeah, just make sure that sort of, you know, everything's in its right place and he's feeling good. And, and that's about all, really. So um, yeah, all the hard work's pretty much done leading up to this. Um, so yeah, it's just about getting him feeling the best we can on the night. He's raced well at every track that he's gone to, but Menang from the outside looking in looks as though it would just suit him perfectly. How did he handle Menangle there in the first round of heats? Because sometimes when horses haven't raced there for a while, it's a bit of a shock to the system. That's right. Um, yeah, talking to a lot of the locals up here and obviously uh, have you know been back and forth to Menangle quite a few times in, in recent years. And, um, yeah, everyone sort of seems to be of the opinion than whatever a horse does first time around at Menangle they only benefit from the experience and um, generally get better for, from that uh, moving forward so with that in mind we're, we're really happy with uh, with Triple Eight because um, yeah I couldn't ask him to perform much better than what he did first first up at Menangle and um, hit the line very powerfully and um, you know I think he reeled off a 25-3 final quarter to come from well back in the field to run a, a fast finishing fourth and not beaten all that far so yeah, the Menangle circuit seems to sort of suit him. His style of racing is a horse that obviously doesn't, um, you know, do a lot of bullocking work or anything like that. He um, seems to be best safe for one run. So given that you've got nice uh, long straight at Menangle and plenty of time to sort of wind up, I, uh, I think it's really going to suit him, especially over the long trip. The Barry draw on Monday night, you're able to grab four with him. And we know that he's not a, a naturally quick horse off the arm anyway. And I guess... It could have been a much worse draw out in seven or eight, but does four seem a little bit tricky to you on paper? Can be um, for, for a horse like him. Um, there's speed inside and out of, outside of us, of course. Um, and, you know, just all depends on how quick they leave the arm around us, really. Um, I'd expect a couple to really sort of light theirs up and, and push forward. But, um, you know, I think pretty much for the high-speed horses will... Um, have to bear in mind that it is that long trip, so they won't want to be spending too much petrol if they can help it too. So, um, yeah, like you're spot on. He's not a tactically quick horse off off the gate, so um, just going to find a spot, you know, in the run out in the running line as quick as we can, really. So whether that's um, one or two pairs back or slightly further, um, just remains to be seen how it all unfolds. This 3,000 metre trip is something that we don't see very often, if ever, in Australia. But one thing that Triple Eight has in his favour is that he's raced in Auckland Cups, he's raced in New Zealand Cups. So there's all this, I guess, conjecture around who will run out the trip and who won't. But for one, you know your guy will. That's right, yeah. And, and since he's been in Australia too, he's run over the 2,700 um, quite a number of times and handled that all right too. So... Um, yeah, he'd be very surprised if, if that's a worry to him at all. It, uh, it shouldn't affect his, his chances in any way, shape or form. But um, as you say, a few of the others might have a little question mark over them. But, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, when you get a field assembled like this, they're all quality horses. And um, barring, you know, anything out of the ordinary going wrong or any uh, breakneck speeds run in, in early stages that um, most horses can sort of handle it, I think. But... Um, I suppose, yeah, until you actually see him do it, you don't know for sure. But 
um, yeah, that's one thing we have put in our favour. This bloke has been there and done it before, so um, pretty confident it won't affect us at all. Triple Eight's certainly looking to come into this final in the best possible frame of mind off those heat performances. Over to the Trotters, and you did qualify two horses for the trotting final, Maori Law and also Kai Valley Chief. Was that a a tough decision to make, or uh, did the fact that Maori Law was able to win that uh, heat at Newcastle on Sunday night so convincingly sway you in that direction? Uh, Yeah, pretty much that's the way it sort of turned out. yeah, the probably chief leading into this series wasn't at his best and sort of thought that um, Mary Law would be my uh, number one pick through the series. But the way chief has performed in two of his heats running two really solid seconds, it sort of really uh, closed the gap between the horses um, for this this final race. But, um, yeah, Mary Law, I've been very impressed with, with the way he's sort of developed through the series and, um, yeah, very happy to be sitting behind him. You're able to get away with a great run at Newcastle, but probably the most pleasing thing is the fact that he still ran a 27-1 closing quarter and he looked to do it very, very easily. Is that how it felt? Yeah, sure did. Um, that was probably one knock I probably had on the horse uh, leading into it, you know, competing against some nice horses that he might have just lacked that real high speed, but he seemed to stay quite well, so that was sort of going to play in our favour with the long trip to the final. So, um, although I got it you know, I've got very easy sectionals out in front the other night at Newcastle to see him reel off such a, a quick quarter and do it as comfortably as what he did. Um, it gave, it's given me a lot, a lot of confidence moving forward that um, that he's not a horse that's that's completely dour and has to be driven, um, you know, aggressive and make it a, a true staying test if he has to sort of have a bit of speed to finish off. That he's capable of doing it. So um, it was great, yeah, great to see from um, from my point point of view. That's for sure. That Menangle first-time theory, I think, was to the fore with this guy as well because he seemed to hit a, a real flat spot on night one around the turn, but there was no horse hitting the line stronger late. So was it just a case of him getting a little bit lost or was it just that change-up speed that he just had to sort of get used to the first time around? What did you make of his first run at the big track? Yeah, it, it was an interesting one. It was, it was yeah, probably a bit of both of those things and probably a bit myself at fault to some degree there not having driven the horse for quite some time I, I he was travelling good off, sort of off the back and approaching that turn and I probably just didn't have him up and travelling well enough when they really did uh, put the foot down going into that corner and he did get lost and you know lost a good length and a half I'd, I'd suggest before, uh, before he balanced up so um, having that experience under his belt and obviously having myself sit behind him a couple of extra times since I feel I you know know the horse a lot better now and um yeah I'm pretty confident that won't be an issue going into the final but yeah he did certainly um sort of struggle when they did change up the the tempo going around that turn but um I thought you know at the time I crossed my mind that the horse was in a world of trouble and we were going to finish closer to the back than the front end but the way he knuckled down over the final 100 and you know probably 150 200 meters of that race was was better than anything so uh, we ended up coming off the track very pleased. It's such an interesting race because I think each and every horse in the race has their own, uh, I guess, factors to suggest that they could be a, a legitimate winning hope. And the barrier drawers probably confuse the scenario even more. Majestic Man definitely holds the key to the race, though, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. He um, obviously seems to have mixed his form somewhat 
in the in the heats of this series. And um, but he came into the series obviously probably the most you know highest credentialed horse um, for the series. So um, yeah, they've sort of had a bit of a battle to get him to form at perform at his best. But um, he was a winner in the first round of heats, and um, he hit the line very strong in the third round of heats. So. He's come up with a favourable draw. He's got the tactical gate speed to sort of use it. And, um, yeah, Anthony's got, you know, the decisions to make basically on on what he does tactically. And uh, it's a terrifically even group of horses, I think. Um, there's there's quite a number of winning chances. It wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise to see pretty much any runner win the race with the under the right circumstances. So, it's um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all unfolds and um, a few drivers have got a few decisions to make, obviously, throughout the trip. Um, and, yeah, really looking forward to the challenge. You've no doubt had a, a, a decent look, but there's still a few days to go between now and then. How would you like to drive Maori Law in a perfect scenario? Uh, I'd love to lead, <laughs> but I don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen. I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it is an interesting one, but like I say, I think he's, He's well and truly capable of putting himself into the race and, and uh, if he has to sit parked or be wide late, I, I don't think that's gonna gonna worry him. Um, you know, depending where a few of the other runners fancy runners are of course. But um, if I could find myself in front I think um, yeah, he'd take no end of running down for sure. Yeah, definitely is going to be such an interesting tactical battle from many parties there, that Trotters Grand Final. Just a few others on the night in the carousel. Yourself and Jess have qualified two runners, La Putty and, and Better Eclipse. You're sticking with the latter. Uh, but this, again, is such an even race. I've had a good look at it this morning, and it's a race of several chances as well. You've probably just not drawn the best, but with the national rating scale, you probably knew that was coming. That's right. Yeah, no, we went into the series um, just under the threshold, pretty much. So we were, we were never going to draw great with either horse. Um, really pleased that you know Putty was able to tough it out and uh, have a good win in his heat and uh, better eclipse. He's pretty much been the unlucky runner of the two. Um, just shuffled too far back and and unfortunately both right and following the wrong horses really that sort of didn't take him into the. The race the second round of heats and we elected to put him in the race for the same reason the first round of heats and he fought on pretty well for second so um this is a far more even race compared to what the heats are obviously with all the heat winners um coming together so fingers crossed that means you know hopefully for my drive at least that um i can find the back of a, a reasonable horse at some stage and you know if i get a good trail into the race i'm sure he's going to finish very strong up the straight and Mac Dan in the uh, pacing consolation gets a, a good draw on paper. If the emergencies come out, it'll start from the inside gate. And I think he's a legitimate winning hope in that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was quite happy with his last latest run. Um, thought he was okay in his first two rounds of heats, but sort of probably not, you know, 100% to where I um, know the horse is, you know, capable of being. And, uh, yeah, his last run was, was certainly much better. He ran the gate really sharp and caught the fair bit of pressure early before getting cover and was hitting the line well up the straight. So um, this looks a faster, more suitable assignment for him on paper at least, and the good draw is going to really help as well. So, um, yeah, if he, um, if he turns up in a similar um, vein of form than what he was at, uh, at Newcastle, then, you know, they'll know he's there for sure. So could be a good night.
Absolutely. Some great steers to uh, look forward to on Saturday night, on the biggest night on the harness racing calendar in this part of the world anyway. We appreciate your time this morning, Greg, here on On The Pace, and uh, best of luck there on Saturday, particularly in those two big ones. Thanks very much, Brittany. Greg Sugar's there this morning joining us for On The Pace. So certainly some very, very legitimate hopes in a few of those big ones on Saturday night, particularly uh, those inter-dominion pacing and trotting grand finals. Triple eight, he has to be a big chance if either of the two big guns uh, run into trouble, which they both on paper have some hurdles to overcome. He's certainly one that can descend on them, as can uh, Maori Law in what is one of the more even trotting grand finals we've seen in a very very long time so just a reminder the eight races on saturday night at menangle which the first gets underway at 6 32 so make sure to head out to the track yeah it's going to be a superb night of racing no doubt the club is going to put on a great show but if you can't make it on saturday night to the track sky racing and of course sky sports radio will have all bases covered mick Gearn will be aboard tomorrow morning at 10 30 for a half an hour long showcase on the pace to get us even more excited for this Saturday night for the tab into Dominion of 2021. In terms of local racing today, we've just got the one card, which is Bathurst this evening. So if you're looking for something a, a little bit more uh, or a little closer, that's tonight. The first gets underway at 6.25. Mick Gearin tomorrow morning at 10.30.